and welcome to the Bite Pod, where we talk about the latest geeky news and give our opinions on games, movies, and books and TV. I'm Sarah, and today I've got our usual host, but not hosting today, Ollie. I got my feet up. I'm chilling, relaxing, not really having to do anything. I've been told I have to sit on my hands. Yes, that's because that's because your hands are making too much noise for the podcast today. My hands are making way too much noise, but I, I don't know how that's the case. I'm not doing anything different with my hands today, but, but the podcast gods have have decreed that uh, that I'm just being a pain in the ass. So I've been yeah. I've been moved out of the hot seat and uh, and Sarah's taken over. Uh, yeah, there, there, to be fair, there was a vote and it passed. Was that yeah, was that a vote between Sarah and Lewis that went, shall we remove Ollie from hosting? Yes, no, he's no. getting too power hungry. <laughs> no, I meant there was a vote for Ollie to put his um hands underneath his butt. Oh yes, definitely yes. How, oh, no, uh, no, no. These are very, very like uh, specific votes that are taking place. <laughs> <in my knowledge. laughs> no, you were there. <laughs> you were there for that vote. You voted against, but both of us voted for. Uh, was that the one where I was sticking my finger up my butthole? And they were like, let's vote to, to not let him do that. <laughs> no, they're way round. Um, and as you can probably tell, we have a Manon. How are you, Manon? I'm good. Good. I'm happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> And because I don't my have, hands any, are under I don't my have bum, any so. interesting anecdote about my hands being under my bum, so I'll, I'll, All right. I'll pass on that. <laughs> All right, so we've updated who's on the podcast and where our hands are. Okay, Where so are your hands, cool. Sarah? My hands are... I don't know. I haven't seen them for a while. They're somewhere. They're somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> With her tiny T-Rex hands that she's not seen in several years. Anyway, great. So we're all here, and so let's move on to the news. Breaking news. Old people think video games cause violence. In other news, sky still blue. Now over to Jim with the eSports. Welcome back to the news. And the biggest piece of news we've got to talk about is Black Friday. Um, so with Black Friday and Cyber Monday in full swing, this weekend has been full of discounts online and in stores. We've seen um, some discounts up to 50% on some of our most beloved shops. And for example, uh, 400 pounds of the razor blade at eBay, although that went way too quickly for my liking. Aww. How does how do we all feel about Black Friday? And have you guys got anything good? I'll, I'll well, let Ollie go for this one. He's the main tech buyer. I am the main tech buyer. I'm also I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about Black Friday um, mm. because I feel like Black Friday is this American thing. So we we're obviously all in the UK. And the whole concept of Black Friday was it was a sale day after Thanksgiving. That was kind of the original Black Friday concept. And it's kind of been adopted in a lot of other uh, Western countries. I don't know if it's been adopted in, in European countries, but I know it's definitely in the UK, in France, Germany, and a few other countries do it to more to lesser or more degrees. But it just feels like the last couple of years in particular, it's being used very much as a mechanic to try and um, draw customers in to the concept of Black Friday rather than actually amazing deals on things. Mm. I, I agree. I haven't seen, like, all the, all the deals are, like, 20% off, 30% off. And I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be one of the times that you actually got really good deals on some of your favourite items rather than just what I think is a marketing campaign. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll be honest, 20 or 30% off sounds quite good already. Like some of the deals, it's like 50 pounds off a thousand pounds plus item. And it's like, well, yeah. that's not yeah. even a deal. That's like, you've just put the price up by 50 pounds and then put a 50 pounds discount on it. I think the the thing for me, 
of, of how they're doing this pricing is that look like five years ago, even five years ago, which is not that long ago, there was a lot less information available, price checking websites, comparison websites. Um, people were maybe not as savvy as to go on Amazon, then have a look on eBay, then have a look at John Lewis, then have a look at Walmart, and then have a look at mm. like there was a lot less commercial savviness, kind of um, consumer savviness, I should say. Sorry. But now, because people do all that, like it feels that the deals aren't as good because they know that people will just, you know, like you can afford to put 20% off if the next best is 19% because everyone will compare and they'll go, okay, yeah. this is 20% off. Um, which Amazon does quite a lot. Like, uh, you know, as, as an example, they have gaming computers and gaming parts and gaming whatever's on there. And they are reduced at the moment and there'll be good reductions. Like if you were thinking of getting one anyway, now is probably a decent time to do it. But there are times, there've been times not in the too distant past where I've seen the same gaming PC or this price three months ago like 20 percent off or whatever like so it's not this once a year amazing run to the shops go and buy everything kind of deal and it it makes people maybe even have a bit of fomo if they don't buy it in black fridays they're like oh i missed out on the black friday deal despite uh, the fact it might be that price again quite soon yeah no i agree and that's kind of what i meant actually like 20 percent off is a good is a good discount however like i see 20 percent off items three or four or five times a year yeah. Um. And it was supposed like Black Friday is supposed to be like the slash like that and probably January sales. I mm. think it's supposed to be the two biggest times of the years that you do see massive cuts. And I just yeah. haven't really seen that. Although I did buy a laptop. <gasps> yeah. I don't know about that laptop that I was recommending to you. <laughs> um... I I genuinely don't know anything. So tell me the story. So I've been messaging Ollie nonstop over the past three days going, what do you think about this laptop? What do you think about this laptop? Is this a good deal? Is this a good deal? I don't know. Mm, maybe I should get one. Should I not get one? Mm, I might get one. Oh, I don't know. And then yesterday morning, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get one. And thankfully, it's um, it's about £300 off one. Like, It's a good discount. Although, that's, that's good, yeah. And it I get to pay monthly so it's like 180 pounds mm. for five months and that yeah. was something I don't think I'm mm. I don't think I'm gonna find a deal like that in a really long like like that in a long time mm. because it's cheapish it's a good laptop it's, it's probably one of the best for that price range and I can pay over time rather than up front so I I thought that was a perfect um deal for me and I I don't think I would have found anything like that again in the world but yeah it was the a good deal. It, it was a good deal that you got. I think, though, if you look around, and, and and this is kind of what you're saying is is the perfect example. You you've wanted one. You first mentioned this about three or four months ago um, mm. that you wanted a, a laptop, and you've waited until the laptop is reduced in price, and you've gone for it because that's what you wanted. Um, uh, some people will still, rightly or wrongly, in my opinion, wrongly, will wait until Black Friday and then just look for crap they don't need and splash, you know ridiculous money on things because they're like oh but this one was 300 pounds off you know but it cost two grand originally but it's 300 pounds off like mm. if you've been eyeing that razor laptop or you've been eyeing that pair of sony headphones or whatever and it's you know you're like oh i'll wait for black friday fine but you know this kind of concept of oh that head pair of headphones is 100 pounds off well do you want that pair of headphones why why now do you kind of want to go all in just because it's got some money off it's still an expensive mm. piece of kit so that's this is um one of the art of thinking clearly um because i i love a good sale i love 
a bargain and I just love buying things. But <laughs> this, this, past, this, this past weekend, I've been looking at Amazon every single day and Curry's and all of the um, other shops and I've been like, oh, I could buy that. Oh, I could buy that. Oh, I could buy that. And then I was like, okay, now I need to ask myself the question, would I normally, if this wasn't Black Friday and this was an item on sale, like just randomly, would I get that? And if the answer yeah. is no or maybe, then just don't get it. If the answer yeah. is definitely 100% yes, then um, that's fine. However, what I have done this Black Friday, which I'm a little bit pleased with, um, is a bunch of Christmas and birthday shopping. Ooh, um, that's very organized of you. Yeah, because there are some places that do have ridiculously good deals, and I'm like, nah, let's just let's just get it out of the way now. Mm. So I've done a few people. I need to do. I'm gonna have a look tomorrow morning at a few more sites and see if I can do some more. But it's interesting because over the past, I used to work at this analytics company, and over the past few years, um, Black Friday has been used more and more recently for self gifting um, rather than in preparation mm. for Christmas. So. I did my Christmas shopping and I'm super happy. So this was a successful Black Friday for me this year. Yeah, that mm. sounds really good. It's really good. Very organized of you. I, I kind of need to get on that this afternoon. Well, oh, there's, a good. Couple, there's a couple of bits that uh, I want to get. It, it, it's this kind of time though. Like, uh, for example, I want to get for a relative of mine, I want to get them a tablet because they read news. They're an older, older person. They read newspapers and stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have the access that used to have to these kind of things. So I'm going to get them a cheap tablet. And it's a great time to do that because there are some really great deals on Amazon and elsewhere where you can get uh, like the Amazon uh, Fire tablet, mm -hmm. which is usually 150 quid, is now down to 100. Mm, um, yeah, that's good. So that's it's a good deal if you're going to buy someone something anyway. It's a, yeah. it's a good deal. I actually think it's down to about 95. The same, same as if you've been waiting to buy a new phone, for example, mm. for a while. There's a lot of phones at the moment that are maybe 20, 30% reduced in price. I think... Well, that's how I got mine. Oli yeah. nudged me and said, you should get your phone now. It's Black Friday. And I was like, oh, yes. Well, that's actually, I'm going to be more strategic um, next year because my phone uh, contract is up in September. I'm going to wait until Black Friday because the iPhones, the deals are ridiculous. Like the latest iPhone, you know, 22 goes for like, 40 pounds a month for unlimited data, unlimited this, and they're usually going for like 60, 70. Mm. That's, that's good. Also, we are on iPhone 22 now. What no, happened to iPhone 10? I can't, I can't remember what number we're on. 11? Are we on 11? 11, I think, yeah. Oh, 11 and Pro and all the rest of it. No, I mean, that's exactly, you know, waiting for that is a really good idea. There are, my phone has actually gone, is also, um, could be renewed, but I'm not really a phone person, so I just have any old phone. I find and... that so interesting I, <laughs> <laughs> I find that really interesting because you have all of the laptops and the computers yeah. and 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 the tablets and all of the but like all the technology like to 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 uh, me and our friends group ollie is the techno man but but phones like, is like phones well. <laughs> the reason the reason for that right is because i i appreciate the I appreciate the technology in getting a game to perform extra well or getting extra lighting effects in games like R RTX and whatever. Like, so I, I appreciate the technology in games, but for me with phones, you know, that what the phone industry isn't telling us or oh, insight is that <laughs> mobile phones have basically gotten to a point probably about two years ago where there any increases in the ability of a phone and the power of a phone is not really felt by the user. Mm. Like, like my phone I have now is a is basically the budget Samsung phone. It's the A50, and 
it's about the same quality as my S8 from two years ago. So I'm just spouting letters and numbers at you. But the long story <laughs> short is, is that I can buy a not very expensive phone now. And to me, it makes no difference. Now, look, you know, I'm not saying some people out there want to get the new iPhone because it's the new iPhone. It looks sexy and whatever. And, and that's completely fine. But that's just I don't really care. Like, I'd rather go and spend that money on my gaming computer and make it do shiny stuff. But, you know, because because it just doesn't matter to me. I'm not playing games on my phone. I'm not doing um, anything crazy on my phone. It's just my preference. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I yeah. like new phones. Besides, so. no one calls me because no one likes me. So, you know. Oh, Call your nan. She did say she liked phone calls. Great. I'll call my nan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that, we're going to move on. So the next piece of news. Tim Minchin is back again starring in a new small time drama called Upright. This new series takes place in Australia where Lucky Finn, played by Minchin, drives across the country to see his dying mother, taking only a piano with him. He stumbles across during his journey a teenager and they make an unlikely friendship. So, team, what do we think? I mean, it sounds depressing. Is it? Is it going to be funny as well as depressing or probably um i imagine it will be tim mitchin's dry kind of humor but I, I imagine there'll be some jokes in there but yeah i think you're right it does sound quite dark i'm curious to see the angle of this because i know tim mitchin mainly from his kind of stand-up music blended routines um and and some kind of he, he's basically a musical comedian, right? So yeah. the majority of his stuff is up on stage with a piano doing funny songs and telling jokes and then putting a song in the middle. And it's almost um, surreal, hyper-dark comedy. Mm, yeah. um, you know, he talks about quite dark subjects, but really smiley and happy and with a, you know, with mm. a song. And, and it's all very, it's a really unique, and I actually quite enjoy his, his way of comedy. I'm not sure how it'll translate to a, to a show where you don't maybe feel his spontaneity coming across. Mm. I think think it's going to be that's like, it's not going to be spontaneous because obviously it's planned and whatnot. I think it's going to be from the trailer. I could see it seems quite serious. I think it's probably going to be more subtle. His humor. I imagine. Mm. Mm. Is is he still going to do musical numbers? Because the the synopsis is he's taking a piano with him. I imagine so. I imagine like that is pretty much him, right? Mm. Musical jokes and yeah. stories. Um, the fact that he's traveling with a piano and he's an expert pianist. Yeah, I think okay. he's going to throw yeah. that in there quite a few times. And mm. plus, that could easily be like any so- songs he does do-, it- do in the show, he can turn into an album. Like, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, I think I- I've heard about this show because Tim Minchin has kind of disappeared over the last few years he was, he was quite big in the late 2000s um that this is him trying to get into more serious acting um mm. like this and i i think he may have been involved in a film before i'll, I'll have to check on that but um he, he's definitely trying to move away from the pure kind of uh silly slapstick uh comedian that, that he's been previously uh i d- I'm always a bit dubious about this. You do get every now and then a comedian who goes straight into uh, or, or tries to foray into uh, more dramatic roles. An example that always springs to mind is uh, Peter Serafinovich, who mm-hmm. he, he's been in a few things, including The Tick. Um, he was also the he was also in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He played the Nova Corps um, captain. Um, not ringing any bells for you guys, but no, but, no. but but he was a. Uh, the reason it it 
the parallels come to mind is Peter Serevinovich was a, a big comedian in the 90s in the UK, did a lot of these kind of sitcoms and uh, and sketch shows. And then it was really odd to see him about 10, 15 years later appear in big Hollywood blockbuster movies and in Amazon TV shows. Maybe not as a straight character, but certainly as a more dramatic character than he'd previously been, which was very much a comedian. Um, I get I get that. But Tim Minchin has done a few shows in the past. And also, like, although he has got, like, a slapstick kind of funny dark humour, a lot of his songs, he does cover some serious topics and gets quite political. So I don't know. I think this is a, I don't think this is such a big jump as what you're explaining. I think this could be quite a good move for him. Yeah, well, I'm... You know, I wish him all the best. I I haven't seen anything of it yet. <laughs> well, no, but, <laughs> no, but you know, I don't know. I, I I don't know like how it will translate. Like it's one of those things. You know, you you hear of a a musician who wants to start acting or whatever, and it's like, well, you know, I don't want them to do badly. Like I'm not sitting here going, yeah, this will be crap. But you know, it, you don't know how it's going to translate because it is a completely different genre, completely different attitude. It might take some people a while to see past. You know, this kind of strange effeminate Australian bloke wearing eyeliner who who's playing <laughs> you know songs about gingers uh you know on stage it's it's you you've got to get past that and yeah you know people like us who know what he was like 10 years ago will have a view and maybe people younger people who haven't experienced him yet will have another view and think he's great and who who knows you know who knows how it'll go uh, yeah, I think um, the first couple of episodes are out, um, so Ooh. I'm definitely going to watch that probably this week, um, and fingers crossed. I'm hoping it's good, because I absolutely love Tim Minchin, and so does Lewis. Did you know he actually, he, well, this actually isn't interesting, but um, he nearly met him. He was in the pub at the same time as Lewis, um, but Lewis just didn't see him until he was leaving. He nearly met him. Nearly met him. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> could, could have been interesting, but it's not. Um, okay, so the last piece of news we're going to cover is EGX tickets are now on sale. So EGX Res 2020 tickets um, on sale for about, about 20 to £40. Pounds. 20 if you only want to go for a day. £40 pounds plus if you want to go for the full weekend. Uh, at this event, you can expect to find the latest games, demos and announcements. And it will be hosted again at London's Tobacco Docks. Will we be going? I would like to go. I would quite like to go. I haven't been in a couple of years. And considering I live relatively close to Tobacco Docks now, I see no reason not to. I feel like conventions and conferences like this, they started to stagnate over the past couple of years. But it was the same with Comic-Con, right? Yeah. We, we went to Comic-Con this year and I loved it and it was great. And I, I we got to see a 40-minute clip of Cyberpunk. and We got to play some games and see some cool comics. But... For me, I found going twice a year just got very, very repetitive. So I'm actually yeah. really looking forward to going again next year. And I think um, especially with some of the cool and um, releases coming out soon as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't think there's much to say about that at the moment, considering the tickets have just gone on sale. But if you are thinking about going, I would recommend getting on that now or at least um, booking the time out in the calendar like I've just done. Um, so when, but when's the event? It's oh, sorry, it's March uh, <laughs> March twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. It's around that weekend, so late March. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think I think we could definitely do that. I also I'm really interested in doing some of the other gaming events. Maybe we could cover some for the the site next year. Some of the what's the one that's always in Cologne in Germany? Oh, that'll be Gamescom. Gamescom. Yeah, yeah, we could do Gamescom maybe. I can try and sneak a ticket through work. 
Right, try and try and slip nice. that in there. Right, I need to go to I need to go to this conference, please. I'll well, be in the lo- I'll be in your luggage. <laughs> uh, no, I've been Why is your luggage large and moving? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no um actually the one in cologne is massive it's um in um i've been to the conference before but for somewhere else and the the hall it literally takes about half an hour just to get from one hall to, um side of the hall to the other oh, so wow. i think it's it's really it's really really cool um so yeah i would love to go the next year yeah let's let's go let's go to all the conferences next year maybe yeah. even BlizzCon. oh god could you imagine that's another type of budget <laughs> yeah true that one's uh that one's a little far afield but i can imagine manor rocking up there in full night elf kit just being like well actually night elf you, i play you... hordes man i know but you kind of you you've got the most night elf like i would go blood elf but you're not blonde i can dye my hair crush my dreams you're too dark what, actually you yeah man and you can go as whatever you would like no she yeah, can't because thanks. that's not the world we live in <laughs> Quit yes, those is. dreams. <laughs> I would probably go as my orc really if I found some brand of like green face paint that isn't horrible. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. got the like she, the, the they're the closest body type to humans, I'd say. What orcs? Mm-hmm. No, I think humans are probably the most closest body no, type. No, horde side. Stop trying to make <laughs> me go as some side. kind of alliance weakling. I would say probably men of the horde. You're probably more of a blood elf than a, a orc. Yeah, I think I'm an orc. Yeah. I think you're a blood elf. Yeah. Yeah, I can what live I, with that. Wait, you could be a Tauran, Ollie. What would I or be? a troll. I could be a troll. You could be a troll. Yeah, tall, lanky. Yeah, you are quite oh, blue. Oh, I want to be a troll too. They do, they have really cool druids. All right, so swiftly moving on. That's all for the news. Uh, let's move on to what we've been watching. Her bail is currently set at $1 million. Uh, you want to Netflix and chill? Welcome back to What We've Been Watching, where we'll chat about what new and exciting shows or films we've binged this week. Well, so, new is relative for this edition, but let's go. Well, <laughs> well, new or... Well, no, I did write new and exciting. So, Ollie, what have you been watching? Well, um, so I was forced against my will, much like the <laughs> sitting on my hands. Um, Are which you still was not sitting on your hands? I'm still sitting on my hand. They're starting to hurt very slightly. Um, so I was forced to watch a film called Okja. 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 However you're supposed to pronounce it. O-K-J-A. O-K-J-A, right? Which probably would have been a more exciting film. But um, <laughs> it's this is it's, it's basically a film. It's by uh, Bong Joon-ho, who's the same director as Snowpiercer. And it's a Korean... It's It's... I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's kind of one of these surreal from the perspective of a child. Um, the film, it reminded me as I was watching it, something a bit like Big Fish, where it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of, it's like it happens, but some of it couldn't really happen. It's a bit ridiculous. And there's, there, it's lots of larger than life characters who couldn't possibly exist in the real world. And the, the film follows uh, a small girl who raises a super pig for a big Ameri- American corporation. Basically and... Monsanto. They're not called Monsanto, they're Monsanto. Yeah. yeah, big big American corporation which is trying to raise like the next, or genetically engineer, the next iteration of, of, um, uh, of livestock, right? And 
and and that's basically the film premise, right? She's she's there. She's got the super pig. She's raised it for years and years and years. She's a uh, the granddaughter of a poor farmer in Korea, and this American corporation go to take the pig back because that's it now, and the pig is gonna um, the, the, be the meat. Pig is, is gonna get eaten. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was really weird. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really weird. I think it's meant to be weird. Like you know. Bong Joon-ho isn't known for making movies that are standard in any way, shape, or form. I mean, Snowpiercer had loads of really weird stuff going on in it as well, uh, on top of the original story. Um, and, and this one has quite a simple story to start with, and then it gets... Uh, it was it was ridiculous. I loved it. Cause it, it was it, so is it, weird. Is it... <laughs> it just... um, I'm, try- I'm struggling, like, picturing this film. Is it like an animate an animation animation or is it live nah. action? It's live action with a big CGI pig. Oh, um, okay. But it's like, yeah, I think only you were right saying it. It feels like it's told from the kids' perspective, and it feels like Roald Dahl stories, and in, in that you you've got a big suspension of disbelief and some really kind of supernatural elements but then the rest of the world is the same world as the one we live in and there's still things going on with like politics and capitalism and stuff like that and so the story is an occasion to criticize those elements at the same time Hmm. so without giving any spoilers i mean i say without giving any spoilers there's no like massive for a while it's not it's not like a new movie um actually another interesting thing about it is that it was the first um, Netflix-produced movie to be nominated to the Cannes Festival, um, mm, so the okay. Cannes Movie Festival, and it was nominated for the greatest uh, award, which is the Palme d'Or. It didn't win it, but um, it, it did. It was nominated for a number of those. It got um, a nomination, so- yeah, which is good. But but without spoiling, just to run through, because I think what what I kind of it was funny in ways, but I thought it was more funny, like ridiculous funny, than. Here's like they line up a joke and that made me laugh funny. Um, there were there were bits where there were certain characters who were ridiculous and doing stupid things and crazy things, and you know sometimes they'd get their comeuppance or sometimes they would someone would say something to them and I'd I'd laugh out loud only because it was such a. If you're a kid, you might buy into it, but as an adult, you're just like that is ridiculous. <laughs> like, so, how is this happening? I mean, I mean, I I feel like perhaps you're being a bit unfair to it because. Although we did describe this as a kids' movie, it's very much it's fifteen rated, isn't it? It's full of swear words. It's very much aimed at actually adults rather than kids. And I think the the kind of slightly slapstick comedy and things that make you laugh out loud because it's so ridiculous. I think they're meant to be that way. Mm. I think that's the style of the director is to push everything over the top and use that to further his message. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's a good point, his message, because one thing this film lacks anything of is subtlety, right? Like, the whole film is basically a massive advertisement against the meat industry and how it's corrupt and terrible and, and it's, uh, you know, it's exploitative and it doesn't care about the little guy and all this. And I think it makes some points quite well, and but I don't come out of this film going, oh, I'm going to be a vegetarian now. And I think that's because... It well one because I probably wouldn't do that anyway, but I just think some of the points it makes are very ha- ham-fisted. Okay, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, intended. 
pun, pun fully intent, no. But, you know, some, some of the points it makes are quite ham-fisted in that it's like, look, look how terrible they are, look how terrible they're being. And the the counter bad guys, there's this kind of, um, what they call the, the, a, the AFL. AF, AFL, who the anti... Uh, animal freedom animal freedom whatever animal freedom league who are just yeah. this bunch of hippies who they look are... like they come straight out of a manga it's hilarious the first time you <laughs> see them they're like they've got like the, this full naruto look to them and they're like i'm silver i'm red i'm blonde and it's like I okay hi team rocket literally, literally <laughs> though and it was really weird because i thought they were going to take the piss out of them and like make them they seem do. ridiculous because they do. Because like you've got this one guy who's trying to leave as little food print on the planet as possible, so he doesn't eat anything. He and refuses like... to eat a cherry tomato because he's like, no, I think all type of food harvesting is like cruel and unjust to the food being yeah. harvested. And it's like I like mate, it's a then, tomato habit. <laughs> and then you've got the leader who's this really freaky bloke who just kind of oh. has this really unsettling smile. Who I kept and is always in a costume. Yeah, he's always in a no suit. He's always in a suit. Yeah. And he's Sorry. like, I kept thinking that at any second he was going to like turn and do something really evil, but he just remains really creepily nice the entire way mm. through. And it's like, this is weird and unsettling. Not, not really, I, don't yeah. like it. I mean, there is a point where he basically like physically abuses one of his minions. But it, but and then that gets saying. glossed over really fast, which is weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, like there's bits like that, but it he doesn't turn bad, he just no. does that and then he's back to being super lovely and he never gets any, like, nothing ever happens of it, it's just that's it. It's The yeah. whole film, and this is, look, you know, I can see why it was nominated at Cannes because it is quite an, I, I put it into the Ollie arty farty film category, where it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh look, we're making a point and oh look, we've, it's a bit Wes Anderson actually as well. In it's kind very of the, Wes Anderson. In yeah. the kind of the okay. tone. So it's very like, you know, a bit off kilter and a bit, and I films like that kind of irritate me slightly because I'm like you're trying <laughs> to you're trying to make a point over making but, a good film and I don't like that person. So can I can I just weigh in on that cuz I would argue that the point of the movie isn't the isn't an apology of vegetarianism. I think the point of the movie is a bit more subtle than that and it's more about kind of how big companies like Monsanto have a narrative about what they do being good for the planet and all that and underneath actually they're just motivated by business and I think that's the true point the movie's trying to make because if you if you look at the details actually um Mija who's the little girl who's in love with the big pig and her grandfather they eat meat they eat fish they raise chicken to eat them so it's not about them being vegetarian it's about how you do it I agree, but, and yeah, I feel like that. Well, I don't agree because I haven't seen it, but I feel like that could be um, that could be applied to any any just not necessarily just the food industry, but just any corporation. Like take yeah. um, a very big company in America that I shall not name, but they've been under fire for being horrible to their factory workers and their, their warehouse. Like someone died in the warehouse because. It was Hard, all about yeah. profit and numbers, and you know, get get the delivery out, get the, get the box out. I'm starting to probably figure out who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not going to name any. We're going to call them Nottingham Forest. That's what we're going to call them. <laughs> <laughs> um, tree delivery service. They were tree in there. Basic tree delivery <laughs> service. <laughs> but but yeah, like I read an article the other day, and they just they. 
it's unrealistic expectations to get that many deliveries out and mm. the staff are treated it's just it just sounds terrible and and i'm seeing it like take the outer worlds you play the outer worlds ollie the whole um not necessarily joke but it was all about going against this big corporation that didn't care about their employees and like if you want to have a sick day then you need to put in a request three weeks in advance and and it will be deducted from your yeah, pay yeah, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of jokes are in there but in reality that does kind of I, happen in places i get that i do get all of this and i really do and i think there's as you say outer worlds is another example i think a lot of mediums not just films but games as well and, and comics and other things make this kind of you know corporations are bad statement at the heart of it and i get that and i agree with that sentiment in fact i think a, a lot of these i i think well, actually I, i'm i'm just playing around with this in my head because i'm like well a lot of a lot of people aren't aware but i think a lot of people are aware and that's kind of my point like i i don't people think... don't want to see it yeah well yeah i think like in 2019 if you think in 2019 if you think insert random jungle delivery company is a good company then you're obviously a bit thick but like <laughs> but like no but like come on like you know this can't be the case oh yeah, yeah. you know they can't like it, it just every you time you open one of their parcels and there's like four layers of cardboard and some plastic in between your what you actually want delivered and it takes three times the amount of space it needed to yeah you can see that exactly so you know they're not good so i'm kind of like do you need to make a two-hour film about a fat pig that this girl really loves like and be like at the end well, corporations are bad it's like thanks thanks for that groundbreaking <laughs> message yeah thank but you so much I, I want a fat pig now pigs are nice by the way like some people have pet pigs like that doesn't make me want to go. Oh, I'm not going to eat that bacon sandwich because <laughs> the pig just, is friendly. It's not just that film, though. There are many, many places yeah. that are all sending this message. Um, and uh, you've got you've got political figures and and even actors going. No, we need to change and yeah. films and books and and it's it's not just the one. It's about all of them. And and when when these kids grow up with this type of messaging it becomes the norm and the expectations and the standards get higher yeah and and also it's not just about the message like that movie had this message but also it was also an entertaining movie i mean it was funny we did laugh out loud loads uh, there's some really well filmed scenes action scenes in there like car chases and pig chases really? and stuff about like that pig? yeah pig pig in a truck really? pig in a truck car chases Yep. Pig in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, we've just found the new tagline for this podcast. Um, Pig in a truck. Some, but no, there's, some, there's some really funny action scenes and there's some, there's some funny moments. There's some great acting in there. Um, Tilda Swindon is playing the evil CEO of the not oh a Monsanto corporation and she's so good in that she's role. very good. All Very of the good. people in that corporation are actually great. There's some hilarious scenes where you see their board meeting and it's all, they're all ridiculous. They're meant to be ridiculous, but it's really funny. Um, okay, I'm on this. If, Tilda, so, if, my, if my man Tilda's in there, I'm on it. I'm, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> but so, so I think, you know, it, it is extremely weird. Um, there were loads of moments where we were looking at each other going like, is this really going to happen? And it happened. Um, but I think it was enjoyable. Like it was an entertaining experience, which is what a movie is supposed to be, yeah. as well as having a message. I'll give it wow. that. I'll give it that. I'm still. Ra I'm giving it a rating. What's I'm your rating? Gonna, I'm gonna rate it six out of ten. Ooh. Yeah. 
I'd probably go maybe seven, but yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Um, if anyone hasn't watched it, I I think I think that's a recommendation to watch it. I mean, even just for the pig truck car race scene, surely. Yeah. Um, so Manon, um, other than this film, what else? Um, what have you been watching? Um, well, I've been. I mean, I've started a rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so very much not new, but very much exciting because this show this show is awesome. Um, but yeah, I found I found a podcast that does um, rewatch podcast of Buffy, and I started listening to it because this is probably one of my favorite series of all times. And obviously, listening to a podcast about my favorite series, I wanted to rewatch it, so I started rewatching it, and uh... it's great. And I'd forgotten like I'd forgotten how deep and dark that show got. So, you know, it's it's a great show, it's really funny, but my god, it tears your heart out. Like it just there's so many really harsh life truths in there that you don't necessarily clock when you watch it as a teenager and then you watch that as unfortunately a bit older than a teenager and you go like, Oh my god, this is all true and it's awful. I can just remember having a really big crush on Spike. Oh god, yes. Slayer. Yes. <laughs> I mean who doesn't? Let's be honest. I had a crush on Spike. I, mean, exactly. <laughs> I just I just got to the episode in season two where he's introduced. Um, you know, when like the, the first scene is Spike crashing his car into the Sunnydale sign and then you've got this whole thing about um uh, him crashing the parent um parent teacher meet at the school and that episode is so great, like through and through. Spike and oh. Drew are amazing in it. Oh uh, I can there's so much. I didn't actually finish Buffy, but I can <gasps> remember the first few seasons. But no. those are the best Spike seasons, the last ones. <laughs> I don't. But did I watch it? I can remember without. Well, spoilers, whatever. Like it's been out for years. I can remember spoilers. Buffy dying, and then they resurrect her because you know all yeah. hell's on Earth, and then she's just like, "Why are you? Why are you bring me back? I don't want to be oh, back." And they're that like, was heart wrenching. She's like, "I was in heaven. Why did you bring me back?" Yeah, and I can remember that, and then I don't remember anything after that. Um, so you've you've definitely that's season six when they resurrect her. So you've definitely gone quite far in. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you would remember season seven if you watch it because that's the biggest bad. Is there like a? Is there? Like, do you know what? It's fine. Let's not let's not make this podcast me guessing what happens in Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Buffy. I can remember watching it when I was a kid, and it was definitely one of the best shows around. And I feel like it started um, all of these other like. Yeah. Gave inspiration for all these other great shows like supernatural oh, for, for example and and other ones that i can't think of off the top of my head but um i don't know i i do i do love that show and yeah it's just it's, it's really good it still works like obviously it's aged a bit in terms of things like costumes and reference because it's firmly set in the 90s but i don't feel like the themes in it have aged i don't feel like it's become like simplistic compared to our worldview today or you know uh prejudiced or anything like that it still works quite well although mm. it's a jo- it's a joss whedon show so the girl can't have anything nice do you think they'll ever do a remake oh i don't think they should i mean the the, the remakes are for things that weren't that great to start with aren't they like it feels no. like this was such a good show if you oh. make a remake it's going to be worse well if they had Tilda Swinton as Giles. No, I no, no. Anthony Head's too good. No, he's too good. Yeah, Anthony Stewart Head was very good as Giles. Yeah, 
I know, but if they were going to do a remake, they would need to find someone like Peter Capaldi or... Um, Peter Capaldi could be good as a watcher. Tilda Swinton needs to be evil. She could be Faith's evil watcher. Okay. I don't Why know. does Tilda Swinton need to be evil? I don't know. She does, though. She was mm. good in Doctor Strange. That's she true. She was, yeah. Well, she was kind of evil, spoiler alert. Kind of, but now she was wise. She was like the watcher, and I think like she has that kind of wise watcher to her and look if of... i was going to cast anyone as a watcher from that Ukja film it would have probably been the super pig <laughs> see okay buffy remake super pig who would yep. play buffy <laughs> just just a super pig turns up and's like you're a slayer buffy <laughs> I, I heard, I heard <laughs> controversial opinion i heard Kristen stewart was quite good in um charlie's angel so maybe she oh could my god oh, no, no. <laughs> No. Acting range of a potato. <laughs> well, that's harsh. No, seriously though, people go, "Oh no, she's actually quite good." Yeah, like you know, if her, her have you seen her smile? It's like it's like you have to get a microscope to the corners of her mouth to see them upturned by one atom. <laughs> what about what about you know? Um, have you guys seen the new Joker film? No. no. There's an actress in Joker, and although she plays a small role, I think she was she was really really good. So I. The same girl who played uh, uh, Domino in Deadpool. Um, yes. Oh, she was good. Yes. Daisy Beats, is it? No uh, idea. Maybe. But yes. I'm typing. You can, can hear typing. I can, I can imagine her as a new Buffy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Zazy Beats. Zazy Beats. Uh, cool. Yeah, she was I good. I see her being the new Buffy. Actually, I think that's yeah. a really she's good. Yeah, she's got shout. the sass. She's yeah, got the sass required to be the Slayer. All right, mm. guys, come on, let's quit the podcast. Let's make this let's happen. Like this. Let's make this happen. But hang on, hang on. I still think it should be like a sequel rather than a remake. Or like if it's a remake, it needs to be a lot different from the original. Like just take the basic concept and build on it. Uh, personally, I would say don't make a remake because like it was good how it was. Make new it stuff. It was. Yeah. 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 Fair. Fair. Okay. All right. All right. So moving on. Oh, I've actually been watching quite a few shows this week. I've started watching Rick and Morty season four. Manon, I know you haven't watched it. I know Ollie has a little bit, but to give you guys a little bit of background, this season um, there's only going to be five episodes in total, and I've only seen two so far. However, they're really, really good. And Manon, are you sure you're never going to watch them? Yeah, I mean, it's everything I've heard about Rick and Morty is that it's really really dark cynical humor and it's kind of weird jokes um the comparison i hear the most is like it's a little bit like in the legacy of south park and that's also mm. another show that i just it, it doesn't it it's just not my vibe it's not my thing um not gonna I, like, lie. I like happy clappy shows i'm not gonna lie it is it is it is dark it's it's kind of dark but in a funny way um it addresses some big issues like the main character rick actually has a lot of has like mental and personal issues going on. Mm. Like he's not, he's got depression. He's not coping. Um, Rick, but I Rick's will... the kid, right? No, Rick is the old man. <laughs> oh, is he? Okay, yeah. I always thought the old man was Morty. Oh no, Rick, um, Morty, the kid, probably got like crippling um anxiety, and and it's just they're just such a funny pair. But I, what I will say is the first season, the first few episodes. I feel like they went a little bit over the top with like the burping and and the, <laughs> like because it was kind of a bit gross to begin with. And I, yeah. I know a few of my mates were like, "Yeah, it's gross. He just burps all the time and has like dribble." Mm. Um, I feel like they play on it less in um, the later seasons, and it's 
that's probably good. <laughs> it's starting to focus more on the character development. Um, mm. So far this season, there hasn't really been much of a story. To me, there's never been a bad episode. So maybe my expectations are too high. But yeah. Um, another thing I've been watching, which I'll quickly go over, is the Dragon Prince. I actually, I'm really keen to hear you talk about that because it's been on my watch list for ages and I finally started watching it last night and I saw the first three episodes and I'm really hooked already. So. It's oh, it's great. If um For those who haven't watched Dragon Prince, uh, I think it's from the same creators who made Avatar The Last Airbender. I wouldn't um, be surprised, yeah. And this this show is all about magic, dragons, politics and war and follows... Um, four, three main characters who are called Rayla, Callum, and Ezran, um, on their quest to return the Dragon Prince somewhere. And that's all I'm going to say. So it's but... mother, yeah. So it's mother. Okay, there we go. So spoilers. Um, oh come on, that's in the first <laughs> what two episodes? Probably in the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I absolutely love this show i binged mm. the entire season of season three in one or two days oh, um wow. i just think i i've oh, i've i loved avatar the last airbender and yeah. i'm loving this one because not only is it such a thrilling story um and you just fall in love with the characters full of character development but it it touches on some really important issues mm. um this one has got a lot more diversity. It's got um, homosexual characters. It's oh. got um, a lot more female leads. Um, a oh, lot more people. Um, it's just it's got so much more diversity. Um, so you've only just started it. I've only just started it, and I've just. I would, as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it is by the same people as Avatar, because that was the comparison that came to my mind when I was watching it. It's like it's a story that could be simplistic, but does touch on the important things and like important questions. But it's so well made; like each character is really well rounded. They're all interesting. They all play off each other really well. Mm. And there's like this small side conflicts and side things, and it's just it's really well thought of well realized it's funny it's got it's got everything yeah. even the the quality of the animation is beautiful so there was a bit of controversy when the animation came out I really said it looked a bit weird but i've actually it's really started to grow on me and i think it it makes sense as you get through the show you can kind of see why they've gone down this route why, um, why weird though there's just know, it's traditional just, animation no, no it, it doesn't when it first came out to me it just didn't feel finished really Oh. not rendered properly or something but like i said i kind of i felt a little bit too kiddish like okay. obviously avatar was a standard 2d anim- animation mm. this felt like a cbbc show that you mm. know was big shapes and i, I don't know yeah, no, um, I, I see what you mean. It does it does feel like it's movie animation a little bit. I haven't gotten used to the Scottish elves yet. That was weird. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, like there's, there's a race of elves and they're all Scottish. And I mean, I love a Scottish accent, but I wouldn't have gone for Scottish elves. Like elves and Scottish are very much opposite of the spectrum for me. It's a dwarf. It's always a dwarf. Scottish is a dwarf. You go, oi, and I'm down in the mines. You know, like, so when they turn around, oi, man elf. You're like, um, all right, mate. Don't believe you. I didn't even watch the show, by the way. I just heard yeah. this in the background. When Holly just was. overheard the Scottish elves. Oh. <laughs> Is that elf Scottish? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. You'll love it. You, you really will. Oh, yeah. I'm it's looking brilliant. forward to it. I would actually mm. say the show is better than Cora. Um, really? Ooh. Yeah. That's high praise. I like Cora. It is, yeah. Um, I don't... 
on par at least. I, I, I for me, it goes Avatar, um, the Dragon Prince, and Korra. Like, Ooh. but what I will say is, I definitely, I think there's going to be a season four because they left this season with a cliffhanger. Um, um, but my only downside for season three was that it felt a tiny bit rushed compared to the previous seasons. A lot oh. happens. Um, some of the decisions I found didn't really make sense, but. All in all, it still had a really good balance, um, and I just want to watch more, feed, feed my binge TV. So, um... <laughs> well, I mean, it, it sounds brilliant, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching all three seasons that are currently out. Binge it, just just book a day off work, call and sit. Binge <laughs> it. Honestly, it's so it's so good. I'll download it. Cool. Um, so let's uh, before we move on to the next section, have you guys been watching anything else you want to talk about? Yes, I completely Ooh. forgot to talk about that, but I've just finished the season four of The Good Place. Um, I know I, I keep talking about this show on the podcast, so I don't talk about it too long, but it's just it's just as brilliant as ever. I still highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for a show that is not dark or cynical or, you know, just about horror and, and sad things. Um, and it's you know it's got it's got loads of drama happening in it, but I just love that there's a, such a high quality show out there that has a relentlessly positive and hopeful message about people. Oh, that's nice. I've only watched a few episodes of The Good Place, and for me, it was okay. But I'm probably the opposite of you, Manon. So <laughs> you, you stick to the lovely shows. I'll stick to the uh, weird, creepy ones. Yeah, no. and then we've got a nice balanced podcast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, um, is there going to be more seasons of The Good Place? Um, I hope so, because it very much finishes in a place that doesn't resolve the story in any that way, shape, good. or form. <laughs> no, it's not that it's not good. It just finishes right at the opening of a new storyline. And I was really surprised watching it. I was like, is that literally the last episode? And they're like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. Can you give an idea of what happens without spoilers, or is that like a no? Because like like I said, uh, that, that'll first... be really hard to do without spoilers. The first few episodes I've seen is she is a bad person in the good place. Yeah, it's and... it's it's moved on quite a lot from there because that was the beginning of season one, and we've yes. now had um, <laughs> we 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 now have like four seasons so the first season was indeed that plot of uh, Eleanor being a bad person in a good place and desperately trying to fit in and well can I spoil the first three seasons and not season four is that the line we're drawing mm, I wouldn't I wouldn't no, spoil any of it no. just in case okay I, I don't yeah. think I can say any of the story but the show moves on there's there's new plot lines for every season that kind of grow on characters that have been established in the first season um, but take them different um, directions um, okay. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of reveals. Um, so it, it's really hard to say what was the plot of the season without spoiling all of the seasons before it. All right, all right. Let's leave it. Let's leave it there. But that is some, definitely something else I will probably maybe not watch. Um, but for anyone, <laughs> anyone else listening, if you would like a happy season with good messaging, that is that is the show to go to. Okay, yes. so <clears throat> I think that's it for what we've been watching. Now let's move on to what we've been playing. You should have bloody jumped, mate. Welcome back. And now we're going to chat about what we've been playing in the last week. So, Manon, have you been playing any games? I have been, as always, playing World of Warcraft. Um 
and people must be getting really bored with me talking about that but I just want to say that we finally got ahead of the curve for the Eternal Palace raid which means we've killed the last boss Queen Ashara on heroic difficulty with my guild and I am incredibly proud of us because that is much earlier in the season than usual for us and it was quite a nice clean kill so we're well happy with that Oh, that's brilliant. Is is that what you were wooing about last night? Um, no, because we did that a little bit earlier in the week. Um, oh, okay. I don't I know what I was wooing. We were just generally wooing yesterday. I was, so uh, Sarah and I, I and Lewis were playing Apex, and in the background they could just hear Manon going, Woo! <laughs> oh, I was just doing like regular Mythic Plus dungeons yesterday, but I've um, I've leveled a priest uh, as a healer character, so I was playing damage until now, which is probably the most laid back role in the game um and i've just moved to healer which is extremely stressful and i successfully healed quite high level dungeons yesterday so i was pretty pretty pleased with myself i can remember i can remember my my uh troll priest character maybe i can't it's been so long i don't think it was a priest but um Oh no, it was a blood Definitely elf a healer. priest. I had a blood I had a blood elf priest. Um and I can remember the first time we were playing World of Warcraft, we did the dungeon and we're all, all this was when Manon, um, Elise and I were all pretty new to the game. Yeah. And Ollie's words echo throughout throughout World of Warcraft um history. Get out of the green! Sarah, <laughs> <heal> now <laughs> There was some aggression. Manon! <laughs> Your pet is on tank mode. Get it off tank. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Like absolutely terrifying. I've I've actually worked in some pretty intense jobs in the past, but nothing <laughs> to Ollie Ollie um, leading a dungeon in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Well, I I used to raid lead way back when, um, <laughs> and I I remember going into this kind of thing, being with everyone like, okay, let's be all relaxed, and then we were doing quite badly, and, and they were like. Oh, you know, you, you should tell us what we're doing wrong. You! Get out of that! You! Stop being <laughs> You! <laughs> like, and they were like, Ollie, let's go back to being bad. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Ollie's been having trouble with our guild because we are very much quite relaxed with being bad and just doing things at our level. And he wants to take us to new dizzying heights, but no one else is ready for that. I, I haven't, in, in your guild's name, haven't you got something like relaxed yeah, or chilled? Guild of or the Chilled. It's the Guild of the Chilled, yes. Yeah, okay. It's not, yeah. it's not Guild of the Angry Man screaming down his microphone at two o'clock but in the morning be. on a it Tuesday. Could <laughs> <laughs> it could be. There's room for that, is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, um, um, but actually, I got to I got to do that to Ollie now because Ollie had ooh. taken a break from WoW and he started playing a little bit again this weekend. And I got to ferry him around and get the two-player mount and be like, oh, no, you're doing everything wrong. This is what you need to do. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll help you kill stuff now. I was well happy with that as well. Yeah, you enjoyed that. Although you did get a bit ahead of yourself and you were like, yeah, now you need to press this button. I'm like, I know this. I've been playing this game for 15 years. <laughs> you created this, Ollie. You, you... I know. I literally sometimes, like, she's playing at, like, three in the morning, like, I just need to do one more quest. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> This is hey, you, you did that yesterday. You were like, I need to do my dailies, but there's the emissary for flying. Yeah, because otherwise I'll get crap from you for not doing my dailies. <laughs> this is fear of you, not fear of me. I mean, I, I didn't do my dailies. I'm way more relaxed about it than you give because me credit Because you've for. already got the flying. You don't need flying. Anyway, I, this is a whole other I conversation. Love, I love your, like, 
you get annoyed like ollie you haven't done your dailies today and i'm just like lewis you haven't done the dishes today like <laughs> priorities are completely different <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. That's true. oh that's great okay and um what about you ollie oh, manon have you been playing anything else uh no not yet but i finally got a steam account um by rumors of like discounts on games um because of black friday again we keep coming back to that so i need to make sure i buy them this weekend before the discounts go away and maybe i will have some new games i have played in the next few weeks that's that's very interesting because i actually got a game in the black friday steam sale um which is jurassic world Evolution. i know is that oh, good God. what is it's that game so good i actually Oh, I, I don't know. My bedtime is normally around about midnight, one o'clock in the morning at the very latest. I think I stayed up the other night until 2 a.m. Um, last night, maybe until two o'clock in the morning playing playing Jurassic World. It's so much fun because it's 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 only six pounds reduced from 25. It's mm. only five gigabytes, um, which I was massively shocked by. So when I was downloading it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so rubbish. But no, you can you build your own park. You you manage what happens so you can either go down a scientific route um an entertainment route you can um go on expeditions to find fossils and um breed new dinosaurs and you can play with their Ooh. genes so you can get a super strong aggressive dinosaur one with a lot of defense and armor like not you armor, know that but... never goes well sarah oh, there's like not... five movies about that <laughs> well actually it's jeff goldblum's in it um what <laughs> no yes, way yes he is so he's got he's a voice actor and he's basically narrating and he was like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like okay so you've got uh one of the greatest uh beings on on the planet in a park uh nothing's gonna go wrong there oh <laughs> 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 <I'll> go <Bloom. laughs> If you um, sit there for long enough without doing anything, do you hear? Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> no, but like they get sassy if like a dinosaur dies. He's like, well, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, go bloom. Thanks. All right, go bloom. <laughs> um, that, that sounds like it's worth getting the game just for that almost. Honestly, it's only six pounds at the moment. Get it before the sale ends. It's, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Um, and there's multiple islands, like there's tasks as well that you win money. Um, and if you're really bored, you can just uh, breed a bunch of carnivore, um, like T-Rexes, and just let them out on the park and they, they eat people. <laughs> it's really funny. How old is this game? Like a couple of years, I think. Oh, um, wow. So was it made for Jurassic World, was it? Pretty much, yeah. But honestly, I think... Um, it's it's such a fun game you can play it's it's quite sandboxy in a sense you can play it in different ways you can you know kill a bunch of people you can get the dinosaurs to fight each other just put put <laughs> two different random ones in a, in a cage together and they'll fight um and like i'm a perfectionist so i'm making the perfect park at the moment and i love oh. dinosaurs so i'm like making sure their habitat like they have some trees and they have some and a pond no. and they have some feeders and they're all happy and i'm trying to make sure they're happy but i probably will eventually get them to murder everyone oh yeah i'm sure you will do that at the moment i'm very much trying to just create a peaceful environment but it is with the goal to just uh, total murder and, gen and gen <laughs> genocide <laughs> yes I'm going to get everyone to the park, close the gates so they can't get out, and just release all the dinosaurs. <laughs> Be like, surprise! <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to recreate my own Jurassic Park. 
exactly <laughs> like the film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds fun though. It is. I would. I would recommend getting it. Um, I know people listening to this are, is the sales probably over, but keep an eye out in the January sales. Um, I actually would pay about twenty quid for this game, so just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> just buy it. Um, nice. And Ollie, have you? I've skipped over you. Have you been playing anything this week other than World of Warcraft? I've played nothing interesting. I've played only games that I played before. Um, I played Apex. I've played Pro Evo. I've gone back to World of Warcraft. <laughs> Um, wonder why? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have in... applied no pressure whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. I uh. <laughs> I haven't played any uh, any new games, but uh, hopefully I'm going to get to play some. I might go on the Steam sale later today if I have time and, and have a mm. look at some new games. I might even get the Jurassic Park one. It sounds fun. Oh, I would do it, and we can compare all of our dinosaurs. You can you can compete <laughs> for the best murder. Yeah, actually, let's do that. Um, mm. Okay, cool. I don't think there actually are any big new games coming out anytime soon, other than Cyberpunk in April. I do want to play Death Stranding eventually. Eventually. Yeah, you've heard so much about it, you kind of want to try it, don't you? But it's like I said last time, you know, it's like 10 hours in and then you get a parts get interesting. And I just, <laughs> I would have to book off like a month to yeah. deal with that. Mm, no, I don't know. Anyway, okay, so I think that's... um it for what we've been playing so now let's move on to what we've been reading Woo! section just for me yeah no i think i'm gonna wait for the uh movie we have a section for this i haven't been reading anything and i don't think you have either ollie so i can read i can read i, <laughs> I can read <laughs> so i don't think you've been reading anything ollie <laughs> i actually i actually wrote this down in the, in, in the notes now I'm not one. Um, I'm not one to read that much. So I'm going to go straight to our registered bookworm, Manon. What are you reading? Is that a compliment? Yes. 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 Bookworm is always a compliment. It means someone who has interest in books, which are interesting things. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, yeah. So, what what words have you been digesting recently? <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, um, I've read a book uh, which is called "The Girl with The Girl with All the Gifts." Uh, it's a fairly recent um, sci-fi fantasy zombie apocalypse story. Um, it's by um, M.R. Carey, um, who's the pen name for Mike Carey, who wrote, wrote a number of like comic um, comics for Marvel and DC. Um, oh, cool. So he's, he's a very kind of graphical man in essence, and the book reflects that. It's, an, it's a really gripping read. Um, it's very easy to visualize. I don't know how people read because people have very different ways of reading, but I always <laughs> visualize what's happening. Like, yeah. Well, no, but like some people read and they just read the words. Some people read and they see the story and I read and I see flashes of the story. And it really, with that book... really depends on what kind of drug you're taking at the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tea, I mean. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I am I'm one to visualize it as it's as it's happening and yeah that's probably one of the reasons why books are so so much more powerful than film is because your imagination is the um best graphics card yes very much agree with that um but that book's particularly easy to do that with because it's been written by someone who usually writes comic strip there's a lot of there's just all the right elements you need to be able to see how the scene is happening and how the characters are looking. There's not too much, so it doesn't just put a break on your imagination, but it's just it's really nice and easy to read. Um, 
So it's, I haven't read I haven't read the book, but I've watched the film and I really really enjoyed the film actually. So oh, I'm really interested in hearing about that because I haven't watched the movie yet. Um, so I watched it a couple of years ago um, when it came out, and the, the the actress I can't remember the name for the life of me, but she was really really good. And I know at the beginning of the film it was all about that they're kids with this virus yes. and and yeah. they look they, they look lovely and like you want to go up and give them a hug but they but they're not they're they're vicious creatures pretty much yes. due to this due to the virus got um and i think the actress she did a, she did a fantastic job i would so I the say so was playing melanie then yeah the the yeah. little girl yeah. i wouldn't say it was the most groundbreaking film for me but i imagine because um, I, I read your like, Manon's got a review of the book online on our blog, and um, I've read through that, and I do agree. There's a lot of um, side stories going on. There's a lot of character development. Um, yeah. However, I don't think the film did that justice. Not not as well oh. as it could have done. But keep in mind that cramming well, such an intricate story into two hours is yeah. Difficult. It's always hard, isn't it? So I think the the cool thing about the movie is that the author wrote the screenplay for the movie at the same time he was writing the book so like for anyone who goes to the movie and thinks oh this is a terrible adaptation of the book can't say that for oh, this I one wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's a terrible like, i haven't read the book obviously but I, I still think it's a really really good film um i'm just if, if i was to compare it to the book i i don't think it would have it's it's not as good as the book i'm imagining this is just from past experience with like harry potter lord of the rings and yeah. whatnot yeah there's probably more content in the book, and I've heard that. Um, again, I haven't. I've only seen one side, so I don't know. But um, I've heard that the ending is slightly different in both media. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I really, I agree with you. I don't think the book is groundbreaking in any way either. But it's a, it's an interesting twist on the zombie story because the zombies aren't the same as they usually are in zombie media. Um, and uh, the book isn't told from the same perspective. Obviously, it's told from the perspective of Melanie, who's a 10-years-old girl who, well, I think we can spoil that here, is a zombie herself. Mm. Um, and and that creates a lot of really interesting dynamics between the characters surrounding her, who are all standard humans, and how they react to her. And there's a whole narrative about, you know, should they treat her as a kid? Should they treat her as a monster? And we are seeing the story from her point of view, so it's quite obvious that she's neither or both, um, mm -hmm. and that they should accept that duality. But it's it's a very long journey to the characters kind of seeing that. Um, I, did, and then I did find the uh, ending very twisty, but I won't. The endings, yeah, the ending's really twisty, and by the time we get to the ending, it's just a big muddle of great ethical decisions, and you're kind of looking at that and going, I, I don't even know whose side I'm on on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll uh, debate reading uh, the book because I did I did <laughs> really enjoy the film, and um, if if it, if you if it's um written by what's that man's name? Sorry, Mike Carey. Mike Carey. If it's written by him and he's done comic books, I'll be interested to learn um, what kind of style he's writing that in. Um, it's that in as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, I would I would really. I would really recommend giving it a go because it's it's a little bit of a thick book. It's like over 400 pages, but it reads incredibly fast. And not just for me. I've seen loads of reviews online of people saying, I spent two months on my last book, but this one didn't even last 12 hours. I just binged it. It's really, it's a, it's an easy style and it's really gripping and graphical. So you, mm. it just drags you along the story and you don't even realize that the pages are flying by. 
Okay. I do like QuickBooks as well. Um, Ollie, have you been reading anything this week? Well, I had to really squint for when I was getting a train the other day, what time the train was. It was a bit tricky. <laughs> uh, um, I've also been looking at a lot of stuff on the internet for Black Friday. No, I haven't been reading much. You haven't been reading. Okay. And me? Yeah, no, I haven't really read any books in a while. Lewis normally fills me in on the good parts, though. <laughs> um, on that note... He died! <laughs> <laughs> You read the Bible, they all died. died. (laughs) And it was good. (laughs) Uh, I read the first page of the Bible, so I know that bit. Um, On that note, that's all we have time for, I'm afraid. But before we go, please check out our website for blogs, reviews on games, TVs, shows, etc. over on bite-this.co.uk. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at bite underscore this underscore. Go to our Facebook page, Bite This One with the number one, or our Instagram uh, at Bite This One also with the number one. Thank you, everyone who makes Bite This possible. You know who you are. And thank you to Manon and Ollie for joining us today. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.